0: Hey there, Instuckers. Josh here. Just a quick note before we start today's episode. We know that there's a lot going on in the world, and a lot of injustices are top of mind right now. And while we're not a political or current events podcast, we just want to take the time to acknowledge this moment. Please be kind to one another. Do everything you can in your power to make the world a better place for everyone. We're going to continue with today's episode as planned, and if that's not what you need right now, that's fine. This episode will be here when you need it. But if you do need to work on your business or you need a little distraction right now, this episode is here for you now. All right, on with the show.
1: Hey, it's Chell.
0: And Josh. And And welcome welcome to to the Unstuck Unstuck Institute. Stuck
1: in a day job you hate? Not sure how to start and grow your own business?
0: The Unstuck Institute podcast is all about helping you take your next step on the road to working for yourself. Hey there, Unstuckers. Josh here, as always, joined by my co-host. Say hey, Chell.
1: Hey, Chell. Hey, guys.
0: Well done. Way to take it literal, as usual. <laughs> um, so with that, our episode this week is going to be about... Uh, sunk cost if you haven't heard of that term Chell, had you heard that term before i brought it up i had last no week?
1: idea i thought you definitely said something <laughs> about skunks so
0: skunk skunk cost um, <laughs> that's where you spend a lot of money getting the smell of skunk out of everything the skunk cost <laughs> <laughs> no sunk cost like you sunk my battleship cost um it's actually an economics term um and from like you know, finance, world of finance and stuff. Um, and it's a cost that has already been incurred, meaning you're like, you already spent the money on that. You can't get it back. It's already been spent. So in decision-making economic wise, sunk costs are treated as, as they're, as if they're bygone and not taken into consideration when deciding new things. But that is something that doesn't happen in our, uh, In our general lives, when we're thinking about sunk cost, if we apply that same term to our lives, um, most of us uh, hold on to things we already have, any sort of asset, whether it be education or, um, you know, actual items or whatever. So what the hell am I talking about? I'll tell you. So, (laughs) So, for instance, education, right? Uh, You all know by now my story of uh, going to school, uh, college for theater design, and I had a 10 year career in theater, and I don't do that anymore. Um, That is my sunk cost. Like, yes, I spent four years learning how to do this stuff. I spent, you know, another 10 years building a career for myself. Now, what a lot of us do with that information is go, so I have to continue this. I've already spent so much time on it and you might be judging me right now. And if so, fuck you. But like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went and got an arts degree, whatever. But let's, let's just say, uh, let's say I got a law degree I went to law school for three years. And I became a lawyer and I passed the bar. I don't want to throw that away. So if that's more important to you than my design degrees, then take it, fine. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, it's, it's the same problem, right? We've spent time, effort, energy, money on that education either way, right? And so what a lot of us do is we, we let we let that fact alone, the fact that we spent time energy money that sunk cost decide our future and that's not what you it's not what we should do because you know if if I was a lawyer and an unhappy lawyer um, who went to law school what should matter more is the fact that I'm unhappy being a lawyer right now today but what we often do is we go but I spent all that time and energy and, and money. Um, and, and that doesn't matter. So when we look back at the sunk cost definition from the financial world, it says sunk costs are treated as bygone and they are not taken into consideration with, with moving forward. So we need to, we need to apply that same principle in our own lives. So we need to ignore the sunk cost so that we can move forward what matters today is I'm an unhappy lawyer or as I was a few years ago, an unhappy theater designer. Um, you know, whether I regret my theater lifestyle or not, which I definitely do not. Um, I know that waking up today or a few years ago, I was just not excited about work. I did not want to continue doing this. and I didn't want to wake up in another 10 years and still be in the same place. So, um, all that is to say, like, you know, no regrets. Like we talk about all the time on this show, skill stacking is amazing. And having very different skills and very different industries makes you a very unique individual and unique problem solver because you've tried a bunch of different things. And that's amazing. So don't discount it. It's not all for naught by any means. But if you're not happy, you're not happy. And if you have another opportunity that's going to make you more excited, more passionate, more happy, et cetera. Um, by all means, take it. And who cares if you went to law school,
1: even if it's scary, right? Like I'm sure that that change in your life was super scary, super overwhelming. But I think our generation is actually pretty good at making those pivots, those changes, and maybe still feeling a little bit of guilt for that sunk cost, but still being able to move forward and find something that's fulfilling
2: and not just a job. I think that's also really important. So I guess kind of in my instance, I'm seeing now that becoming a dietitian may be my sunk cost. So I don't necessarily need it for what I'm doing because I'm not really practicing with clients one-on-one. But having the nutrition background is still really helpful. And I believe that we take the path that we take for a reason, right? So everything that we do kind of just builds upon our knowledge, even if we're shifting careers completely if you didn't have for example like the the techie background of lighting and sound you may not have gotten into computers josh you know so i think that we always do things for a reason whether they're a parent initially or a parent later down the road so don't be afraid to i guess for lack of a better term eat the sunk costs or uh give in to the sunk cost fallacy um I think a really good example is like buying concert tickets and then you're just like sick as a dog day of the concert, but you still end up going because you don't want to miss out and you don't want to lose the money that you've already spent. But you're miserable because you're like sick as a dog at the concert. So even if it's, even if that's like the most basic example, think of that next time you are maybe making a career move or kind of pivoting um, in your career and you may not be using one of your skill sets anymore.
0: Yeah. And you know, another, another example, cause this could be taken so many ways. That's why there's so many examples, but another example is like, let's say you're developing an app, right? You're just working it by yourself. You're coding, you're doing all these things and um, and you get it out in the world and you've built it up and just nobody's buying it. Nobody cares about it um, etc. Now that could be a multitude of reasons that nobody's buying it. Right. But if there's just no interest and you've really tried everything you can marketing wise, then is it really time to double down and spend more time, money and effort on getting it out there? Or is it time to just say, cool, I did that thing. It didn't work moving on. You know, there's a lot of factors in that deciding whether to move, to move forward or move on to something else. Right. And, um, in this case, like if, if you tried everything and there's just no interest, it doesn't matter how much time you've spent on it. You know, do you want to continue sinking cost into this thing that's not flying? So just keep that in mind too, because I think there's also a kind of a public pressure now where uh, quitters are losers, right? That's that's the equation in our society. and And so there's this public pressure to not quit, to not stop on the path you're on uh, either publicly or even privately to yourself. So if you've announced that you've made this app or the world knows you as a lawyer who went to law school, um, but it's not for you anymore, or it's not working out. It's okay to move on. In fact, it's better to move on because rather than saving face and being like, look, I'm still a lawyer um, and being unhappy for the rest of your working days, you can actually build something better for yourself and, Yeah, you know, there's going to be some people who don't understand it, but fuck them. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't think that like quitters are losers by any means. In fact, a lot of the world's best winners are quitters. They've quit a lot of things in order to make time and dedicate time to the thing that works for them. And a lot of us need, you know, like Chell was just saying a minute ago, need some time to, to take different paths and learn different things before you can find the thing that gels it all together and makes it work. But yeah, some of the biggest winners are quitters. They quit this and that. Like, are you went to ballet school as a kid. Are you still doing ballet? Not necessarily, right? Like, because you have to make time for other things. And time is finite. We all have the same amount of time in a day. So um, if you didn't quit anything, you'd get nowhere.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know? And I think that's also really important. So it's not just a monetary investment into something. It's your time into something. Even if you've spent hundreds of hours developing that app, for example, and it's not working, cut your losses. You don't have to spend the rest of your life trying to make that app work or trying to make that business work. You can yeah. fail as a solopreneur and restart,
2: and it'll be totally fine.
0: And and this works all the way up and down the scale. You know, like we're talking about if you're by yourself making an app, that's one thing. It's the exact same equation for uh, Netflix and Blockbuster. Like Blockbuster said, no, we've spent all this money and all this infrastructure on having these stores and doing this. We're going to continue doing it this way. And they don't exist anymore, really. <laughs> and dun,
1: dun, dun. Net-
0: Netflix not only just disrupted them, but they disrupt themselves. I'm not sure if, if you know this, Chill, but I saw like, a, or I guess I heard an interview where uh, some higher up, at CEO of Netflix or something was interviewed about how they've pivoted over and over and over again. And if they believed in the sunk cost fallacy as Blockbuster did, they would be like, hey, we built this whole thing mailing out DVDs. We've got the infrastructure, the envelopes, we've figured it out. Let us keep doing this. <laughs> right. Um, even if they were happy doing it, they knew that they needed to move on with technology, pivot, like we talked a few episodes about. But if they believed in the sunk cost thing, they would have been like, no, we spent all this money. How, we can't do that. But what they've done, is, of course, as everyone's well familiar with, is they went to streaming. They hired new people. They made new departments. They like made this infrastructure all brand new again to disrupt themselves, which is awesome and also keeps them on top. And then they, they've they pivoted again, and I'm not sure how many people are quite as aware of this pivot, but like, as other streaming platforms started coming online and pulling their content away from Netflix, Netflix saw another problem, right? Like, oh, we used to have everyone's content, eventually, as soon as it was old enough or whatever, right? Um, and now they're going to make their own thing and cash in on our model, which means we can't just have the model of using other people's content so their latest pivot has been in being a production entity right and making uh entertainment stuff so it's what you got to do if you're going to play that kind of a big game and um and it's clearly working for them because you know there's there's Netflix and chill. There's not Prime and chill. There's not Disney Plus and chill. <laughs> Disney Plus and chill is a little concerning. <laughs> but,
1: they have adult but content you, on there, please. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, Disney does own a lot of adult stuff. It just sounds wrong. <laughs> um, but you get what I mean. Like yeah. it's if if they had said no, we built all this in all this time, energy, money went into the infrastructure of mailing out DVDs they'd be gone to by now.
1: So I think moral of that story is think outside the box and
2: internally disrupt you, yourself, your business to get yourself out of that box and think outside the box as much as possible.
0: Yeah, and one thing that always helps me when deciding these things, like the thing that really, you know, kicked my butt out of the theater world was when I decided, I was right about 30, when I was like, I'm out, I'm I'm leaving, um, and I just said to myself, like, I felt that immense pressure. Like, I'm a theater person, I'm a designer, I have all this sunk cost fallacy. But eventually, I just said to myself, you know what? That was my 20s, and that was fun, and that was great. Now it's time for something new. And so, just because you're pivoting to something new doesn't mean you have to regret the past by any means. And maybe you do, and that's fine too. It's even more reason to freaking pivot, right? Yeah. But like. I have no regrets about my past by any means. I love, I love the life I've lived so far, but I knew if I continued into my thirties doing the same thing, I'd be unhappy. So. And I
1: think it takes courage to recognize that. And it also takes courage to, to move from what point a to point B. So yeah, if you guys are struggling with that part of it, reach out. Um, we're happy to do an episode on that going forward. And, just giving you the courage to take those small steps, as we always say, tiny steps forward, baby steps, baby steps.
0: The Unstuck Institute podcast is supported by Fiverr. Want to say more with less? Brand recognition is just a custom logo design away. Shop for a logo now with Fiverr by going to unstuck.institute/fiverr. That's unstuck.institute/fiverr. That's two R's because it's 2020 and we don't know how to spell. Okay, back to the show. It's time for a... Recap!
1: One, don't put false pressure on yourself to keep going.
0: Two, base decisions on what you know and want today.
1: Three, winners or quitters.
0: And that's a wrap for this week, episode 45 We'll be back next week. Website and show notes are at www.unstuck.institute.
1: Remember to follow us on Instagram at unstuck.institute. And if you love our podcast and, like, and would like to help us out, please leave us a review on iTunes and Apple Podcast. It really helps out the show a lot. For instructions on how to leave a review, check out our website, unstuck.institute.
0: And we'll talk to you next week when we'll be talking about saying no.
1: past get in the way of your future. Seth Godin.
0: Like, did you know no in German is? Nine. Did you know no in Spanish is? No. (laughs) (laughs) Trick question. (laughs) Cutting all that shit out.